This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Monday, OG, and you know what that means? It's time to party? Uh, it is time to party. Time to drink coffee. It's actually time to party it's with- Almost my birthday. The troops. Almost time to party with the troops. Because we had the Army-Navy game on this last weekend, and you know, it was a big game, but way to go. It's obviously the Navy. But even if you're feeling down, on behalf of Navy Federal Credit Union, a big shout out to the men and women in our armed forces- Let's all go stack some Benjamin. Let's all go stack some Benjamins together, shall we? Easy for you to say. <laughs> Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. <laughs> I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and have you ever been catfished? These days, that means when some lovely lady or lad on a social media app wins your heart with their texts, has you send them your deepest, most embarrassing playlists, and then turns out to be some drifter in Minnesota asking for bus money from the library computer. Today we're talking about catfish, both because that's what's for dinner at Joe's mom's house, and two... Because we welcome to talk about financial catfishing from the 2010 documentary thriller Catfish and MTV's show of the same name, Neve Shulman. And then, dude, we're going to talk about like a fair amount of bones on the TikTok Minute. Plus, we'll YOLO some headlines and throw out a rad Haven lifeline to a listener asking about all those copious fees. And now... Two guys whose photos Len Penzo uses to catfish on Tinder. It's Joe and O-J-J-J-J-G. And when we're the upgrade for your catfish scheme, something might be going very wrong with your plan. But hey, everybody, we're going to do this anyway. Welcome back to Monday. I'm Joe Salcihi, Average Joe Money on Twitter and across the card table from me. Again, my wonderful friend, O-G. Happy Monday. What's happening? I am ready to conquer another week. This is our last normal week of work. We've got a full slate of shows, as you know, next week, OG. But uh, next week, the craziness starts around the basement here. And, uh, of course, somebody's got a birthday next week. And, uh, yeah, the baby Jesus has a birthday. Also him. Also that guy. A little bit less important. But we've got a big week next week, of course, the week after that. But last year, we created a countdown of our quirkiest shows. This year, we have another countdown between Christmas and New Year's. And we're going to give you just a full slate of shows. And that's our gift to you. Five days of uh, holiday goodness to end out the year coming in two weeks. You could only be so lucky. Special guest next week. But you know what? Who cares about our guest next week? It's Clark Howard, by the way, which is... Ooh. Awesome. Yes. But even more awesome. Did you watch that documentary Catfish uh, back in the day? Uh, no, I, you know, I probably should have caught it, but uh, just. Uh, Neve Shulman is here. He, if you remember, was the guy who got catfished mm-hmm. in uh, that just 
train wreck of a show, which is why, it, I mean, it was so popular. A train wreck in a good way. Well, train wreck because you couldn't stop watching. It was a train wreck in slow motion, and you kept watching, and you knew it was going to be awful, and it was. And uh, Duke got his heart broken, and of course, things weren't at all what he thought it was, and they got it all on film. And from there, of course, the big MTV show Catfished with Neve Shulman, who's here today with us. Upstairs talking to mom, Neve is. But we've got, of course, our TikTok Minute, yo, and a great headline. So let's get this party started. Oh, we can't get this party started yet. No party started. No, because this episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, you know what I think about Navy Federal? I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine. And my nephew, Nathan, is in South Africa as an air traffic controller. And in Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members, many of whom go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. It's all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equalizing lender. Now let's get this party started. Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show, our stacking Benjamin's headlines. Our headline today comes from the Wall Street Journal. A couple stored some gold in their basement. Gold was in an IRA. Allegedly. And oops, they now owe the IRS more than $300,000. This piece written by Laura Saunders. It's official. Owners of individual retirement accounts with assets invested in gold and silver coins can't store them in a safe at their home. So ruled the judge in a recent tax court case, Andrew McNulty at all versus commissioner. The decision will cost Mr. McNulty and his wife, Donna dearly taxes of nearly $270,000 on about $730,000 of IRA assets. Plus penalties likely to exceed $50,000. And the reason OG is, is that they didn't follow IRA rules. And because of that, they're paying penalties to withdraw the money from their IRA forcibly. And uh, of course, now they have money in a non-qualified account, but uh, the penalty was quarter million bucks. Said a different way, they're not being forced to take the withdrawal. It's being deemed as if they did. Right. It's like you you but in process, had access to this. It's the same thing. Yeah, you had access to this, so therefore it's got to be you know, regular account. It can't be an IRA. The rule of course here is that if you touch the money, if you have access to the money and the money is in your IRA, uh, you violated IRA rules. Yeah. And these folks, uh, uh, it's God, it's, it's such a, it's such a sad story. Like in a lot of forms, like it's not just the Hey, I read online that I can keep gold in a safe and call it my IRA and nobody's the wiser. Like it's not only that, it's the it's also the fact that somebody thought that it would be a great idea to move their entire retirement portfolio into an asset class that's god awful. I barely even call it an asset class 7 years ago right before the market's only gone up 4 times. And to keep it all in your basement. Yeah. 
Which well, is, I read on the internet that you could do that, so it must be true. Yeah, that's the sad thing. They say that uh, you know there were radio show hosts that said that you could do this. There are there are, have been tons of people that say, "Hey, why have regular stocks, bonds, the the regular stuff when you could have these alternative assets?" But it doesn't have to be even this crazy OG. A lot of people say, "Hey, I want to buy that vacation property." Right. I got this place on the beach. The only money I have available is money in my IRA and somebody that doesn't understand the rules. I mean, how many times have you had somebody ask you, they go, yeah, my buddy said that I could probably take money out of my IRA and buy this beach house. And because you can buy property with your IRA, we can, you can buy property with your IRA, but it's significantly more complicated. And complication number one is you can't go there. Well, what we're talking about are what's called prohibited transactions. And anytime that you have the ability to benefit from something, if you have the ability to benefit from the money, just think about it like in your investment account, right? You've got your IRA, it's got $10,000 in it. If you take the money out and benefit from it, if you have the ability to consume it in some way, shape or form, it's not a, it's not a retirement account. It's something else. It's a regular account. And so that translates to all these other sort of esoteric, like dream type investment things. And we see these schemes going on all over the place. And I use the word schemes, both in the context of being negative and also just describing the fact that there's also different ways, because I know that there's people out there who are like screaming right now going, but I do it and it's perfectly legal. And I know how I get it. I know. But there's also an increased likelihood, significantly increased likelihood of blowing it up somehow. And as these folks found out, they were doing what they thought that they could do, and they blew it up anyway. And it's like the quadruple whammy, right? It's it's the, oh, hey, by the way, this thing was a bad thing that you did seven years ago. And because it was a bad thing seven years ago, now you owe us all that money. Oh, and since you didn't pay us that money, then we have to charge you interest on the money. Oh, and you didn't pay the money or the interest, so now there's penalties on the money. Oh, you don't have the money? Oh, well, guess what? Now you have to sell all the stuff that you have in order to pay the money. It's just, it's this vicious death spiral of bad luck and bad advice. We were talking early last week about, about young investors who are frustrated with advisors because they won't show them alternative investments. Like yurts in the Utah yeah, but you know what? We've heard that before, right? Well, this person just wants me to invest in the in the normal stuff. They're not showing me any of these these uh, more creative things. Yeah, but creative here can be a two way street. I mean, creative could be really, really, really bad. And I know that a lot of advisors, unfortunately, have to talk shorthand. They don't have hours and hours with you. They have your attention for maybe an hour. And of that hour, how much of that time are you really paying attention? You know, you're, right. pay, you're paying attention maybe for 40 minutes. Like you're going to zone out a little bit. The advisor is going to start talking. You're not going to understand what they say. So you're not going to get it all. So the advisor has got to be quick. They got to be to the point and they got to tell you, no, I don't think we should do that. Yeah. I don't think yurts in that, in that thing with your IRA money are a great idea, period. They can't tell you the fact that this is a bigger, deeper mess and all of the layers and layers and layers of things that they're thinking about. You know, one thing that we talked about in my book is about if you want to be more wealthy to strategically under diversify. And by the way, I also said that advisors won't tell you to do that. Advisors don't tell you to do that because it's also how you blow yourself up, right? So a, a good advisor will never tell you to take a ton of money and put it in one business. And it can make you incredibly wealthy, but it can also end the game much, much sooner. Uh, By the way, I looked at where this came from, OG, because this isn't the first headline we've seen lately. This is from Forbes a year ago. Ashley uh, Ebling wrote this for Forbes. She says, got alternative assets in your IRA? Watch out. So a year ago, A new government accountability office report says the IRS is coming after your IRAs holding unconventional assets. So a year ago, we have this headline, and then now we have this Wall Street Journal headline. Well, and it's kind of sort of on the heels of the big Peter Thiel, I've got $5 billion in my Roth, and you know that's not fair to everybody else article that ProPublica had by stealing everybody's tax returns. So, and they continue to do it, by the way, which is... I, I just, I don't, I don't get that side of the story not coming out, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like why, like, how is it, how is it okay that people are getting their tax returns stolen 
and uh, nobody cares about that, but they care that Peter Thiel smarter than the rest of us and put $5 billion in a Roth. I don't know. Shame on him. Yeah, yeah. And don't tell me for a moment that not every single person listening to this would do that if they could. Right. <laughs> you know, go back in time. I would love to. By following the rules, by the way. By following Which the I rules. I assume he did. He did you know, follow like, the rules. He followed every rule. <laughs> there's there's probably not a, you know, not an ounce of stank on that. He probably said, well, let's make sure we follow all the rules. <laughs> that was probably a conversation he said. But I, I see a byproduct of that is people say, well, I can't get to $5 billion, but there's got to be a shortcut. And, and, and somehow I'm going to figure out the shortcut. And there just isn't. There's not a shortcut. You have to play the long game. We talked about that just, uh, when did we talk about playing the long game? I feel like just yesterday. <laughs> but, uh, I know. Uh, we did. Maybe, maybe we talked about it coming up this Friday. I we can't did. remember. We talked about it live on Fireside <laughs> for our Friday recording, and it is coming up on Friday. Yeah, we just talked about it coming up this Friday, playing the long game. <laughs> Meta. <laughs> anyway, but there's no there's no shortcut to this. You can't squeeze in something and try to just do it the right way. And the cuter that you try to get, the more money it's going to cost you to try to fix and maintain. It just does. I have a very complicated business thing going on right now. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six seven other professionals working on it right now. Seven other attorneys, CPAs, bankers. I mean, it's it's crazy. But you avoided the $24 IRA fee. I sure did. <laughs> because officially my pool is part of my IRA now. I can never get in it again. No, kid, don't jump. Don't. Ah, kids. Oh, crap. Just, all right. Now we can't get in the pool from there. There's the there's the tax bill. I've officially transferred all my Nespresso cups into pods into my. IRA. I think this is a lesson, which is that you know sometimes sometimes these these ideas we think are are great on the surface are much more complicated. It's not that you can't do these. OG, you definitely can do these. And like Peter Thiel, follow the rules. You can do this. You can have esoteric stuff, but the IRS watching more lately and uh and we're also seeing people make some big mistakes just because they didn't know by the way i didn't know doesn't fly in court no they couldn't say i didn't understand the rules well the guy on the internet told me that i can avoid the and avoid that tax hey time for our tiktok minute this is the segment of the show where every monday we shine a light on some tiktok creators and chat about the awesome stuff that they are producing is this one great or ridiculous ridiculous all right let's take a listen this comes to us via tiktok investors these are two young gentlemen talking stonks og let's listen in because i think it's probably I, i think you're probably wrong it's probably goodness my grandma gave me like you know a fair amount of bones Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I called my brothers in finance. I'm like, put all of this in, in Billabong. Yeah, my dad's been a little bit skeptical of my, my kind of stock yeah, instincts what, as what's, well. What's your portfolio right now? Well, so he wants me to do like more blue chip stocks and then, mm-hmm. you know, take some risks on with some of my portfolio on some, you know, more fast rising companies that aren't as well established. Mm. But to me, it's like, dad, that's all just verbiage. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Talk to me real. Talk yeah. to me like a man to man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I come at him, I just go, dad, pokey. Yeah. Do you love it? Does everyone love it? Yeah. Who's got the best pokey on the mainland? Bear flag. Let's invest in them. Yeah. They're not a publicly traded company, which is crazy. Dude. Because what's their market cap? Three billion. They got three stores. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably doing a billion each. Dude, their IPO is going to be off the charts. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. And then... That's initial public offering. But we're sitting on that. We're waiting. Yeah. So then we go, okay, Pokey Shack. That's mm-hmm. a publicly traded company. Yeah. That's when we can invest. Dude. Dude, throw some serious bones on that. <laughs> Talk to me like a man, OG. Pokey Shack. <laughs> That's it's like, we're, it's like we're, Chipotle. We're using the wrong terms. Bruh. Dude, talk to me like a man about stonks. It's awesome. Does your son use the word bruh? No. B-R-U-H. No. It's got to be the half a generation between him and my kids. What? Because your kids do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bruh. 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 Throw some bones. Or it could just be their school. I don't know. Your kids throwing some bones and some stonks? Hey. Yeah. 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 
Talk to me, Goose. We got to do more. And hey, I mean, on you know, on one end, talk to me, Joe. IWM, small cap stocks. What do you think? Go. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got three stores. They're probably making a billion a store. You know, any stores making a billion a store? Index funds. That's Go. <laughs> talk to me about index funds. <laughs> VTI, baby. VTI. It's all you need. Good on these guys. I like that they're talking about it. I do like that they're talking about it. And actually, while while you know, there's definitely an age gap that makes us make fun of the language, OG, on the other end, they're talking about it. They're making mistakes. They're even taking it to the masses. So good on TikTok investors who said, the more that I watch this, the more, the, the, the better it gets. Because I've listened to this clip like 40 times. You keep picking up new stuff. Listen again. Grandma gave me like, you know, a fair amount of bones. Mm-hmm. That and means I cash. Just, you know, called my brothers in finance. I'm like, put all of this in in Billabong. Yeah, my dad's been I'm a gonna, skeptical. Uh, Give me some fair bones, and I'm going to put all this in Billabong. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. What is about that? But it's it's about a boom, bada bing, babe. That's what it is. Do they oh. say that anymore? Bada boom, bada bing. Probably not. See, I'm mixing it up. I'm too old. Thanks for that, by the way. TikTok investors, a great Twitter feed to follow. Great uh, tweeter who tweets out the tweets, bro. I know you're sitting here watching me tie a tie around my t-shirt. There's a reason for it. (laughs) Just going to hang yourself from listening to this? (laughs) No. Send your mad tweets to uh, me, Joe, at stackingbenjamins.com and and, uh, help us make this segment another good time on the TikTok segment. Hey, coming up. Neve Shulman is the creator of the MTV show Catfish. He also co-stars in the show. They're in the middle of a new season. I think we'll ask him about that. But he's got a new project, OG, where he's talking about financial catfishing. Financial catfishing. It used to be that we would, and we, how many times have we talked about older people getting scammed? Especially this time of year, you see a lot of older people falling for scams. Well, guess what? With the rise of social media, guess who's getting scammed now? A lot of, lot of people in their teens and 20s being scammed as well. It's a topic we haven't talked about much. Neve's going to help us with that. But first, look who we got here, Mr. Uh, Catfish himself, uh, Doug. Doug, what do you got for us? Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. You know, I received some distressing news from Joe's mom that we will not actually be having catfish tonight. She door dashed some brisket. Guess whose account got charged? I thought I changed that password after she went on that sushi binge. Wait a minute. I just realized I got catfished about catfish. Speaking of fish, do you know what angling related term describes an investor who looks for bargains among stocks? I'll be right back with the answer after I find something to ease this fish craving. Maybe like some tuna or goldfish or something. Not those kind of goldfish. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Well, if you're new to Stacky Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And uh, the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, 
track progress toward financial goals and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Hey there, stackers. I'm sad catfish aficionado and DoorDash fraud survivor, Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. Ready for that trivia answer? Well, if you're fishing around for cheap stocks, chances are you're not interested in the long-term value of the stock. You're scavenging, looking for something that someone else dropped on the floor, which would make you what the people call a bottom fisher. And definitely do not look that term up on Urban Dictionary. And if you do, that is totally on you. And now, time for Mr. Catfish himself. Here's Neve Shulman. And my new friend Neve Shulman joins us. How are you, man? Oh, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I like that uh, giant uh, $100 bill behind you there. Yeah, that doesn't look fake at all for a guy that deals in fakes. Like, you think I could take that to the bank? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I guess it's just about just as real as those giant checks they give you when they show up at your house, right? <laughs> That's right. Guess what? You just won. But seriously, and I want to get to the financial part of this that you're working on now, which made me so excited when I heard that you're working on this. You, you've been doing catfish for a long time, Neve. but where did the idea originally come from? How did you get started with catfish? Well, uh, as much as I wish I could take credit for having the initial idea, it was certainly not an idea. It was more of a, I guess you could call it a strange and unusual sequence of events that happened to me, wherein I essentially met and became friendly with a group of people, a family in Michigan, and developed a romantic relationship with with one of them. And over the course of nine months, grew closer and closer and finally went to meet them. And it just so happened that my brother and our best friend, Henry, are filmmakers, and they had sort of documented the process and came with me. And when we got there, we discovered that the whole family, particularly the young woman I had been talking to, were not at all who they had said they were. And we ended up making a documentary called Catfish. Well, that's what I was going to say. And that that first documentary that I watched, right. which was creepy as all get out, that was seriously the beginning of this whole now institution. That's right. Yeah. So what was a very small, unassuming documentary turned into a major phenomenon because I think the experience I had of having someone create a fake account, uh, and in this case, many fake accounts, all with the intent to lure me into and engage with me in a romantic way was not a unique experience. Uh, it's something that has been happening previously and, and certainly more so subsequently. And a lot of people wanted to talk about it and were experiencing it themselves. And so that's why the show has been successful now for nearly 10 years and, and the stories keep presenting themselves and we keep having you know content to discuss. And similarly, why I was excited to sort of transition out, not out of, but into a conversation very closely related to sort of fake romance, which is yeah. obviously online scams. Yeah. And we've, we've actually, it's cool, Neve, you'll appreciate this. We were recording a show one time, OG and I, and I got called by a scammer right as we were recording. It was one of the IRS scammers that you've seen. And we actually got this long, long, awesome recording. And I want to get wow. back to that in a second, but I want to play for people that aren't familiar with Catfish and don't know anything about this. This institution now is so strong that, well, on your TikTok channel, which is flipping hilarious, by the way, Neve, it is so the creativity <laughs> that you spend on your TikTok channel, which we're going to talk about again with you and Zell yeah. and working on this. I want to play just one TikTok about Catfish. This is a, this is an amazing Catfish song. Let's listen in. Ellie said he's six foot four And a model for Chanel Couture Saw his picture on a dating app And you thought, wow, wow I like some of that 
Started texting every night oh. Told him all about your life oh. But when you met him in July Well, it's safe to say you got a fright wow. Cause you have been catfished oh, It was so savage Cause it turned out he was 55 and all the pictures he sent must have been another That is a, a beautiful singer. Uh, her voice is amazing. Nina Nesbitt, I believe is her name. Yeah. With you in the background, of course, Neve. <laughs> doing the, oh. And, uh, yeah, exactly. But it's so, why do you think so many people for so long continue to get catfish? Are we just, we have people continually preying on our hopes and dreams that this really is something it's not? What's going on? I, I think that. For many of us, uh, and I include myself in this as both a victim of catfishing, uh, as well as sort of an early analog scam myself on the mean streets of New York City, people are always looking for something great that's going to make them happy, whether that's a relationship or a vacation or a, you know, a tax return from the IRS that we just need to, or, or a long lost relative in Europe that died and left us a bunch of money. I mean, there's our lives, for the most part, tend to be mundane. We're constantly looking for something to come into our lives and change them for the better. I think that's why people are, are so easily lured into online romance scams, because someone's talking to you, they're flirting with you, they're texting you every day, good morning, good night, how are you, I'm, I'm thinking about you. And that emotional flirtation feels very exciting. And then financially, you know, the idea of getting a great deal on something or or somehow getting some unexpected amount of money can be life-changing for some people. And so I think we're all vulnerable to that. And, and unfortunately, there are lots of people who are looking to take advantage of that. I want to dive in more to some of those topics, actually all of those topics, but as a way to kick it off, you're doing this with Zell and it's on your TikTok channel. So once again, it's going to be hella inter entertaining because it's Dave. And now Zell, and uh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play one where you're one of these uh, scammers. Let's listen uh, to yeah. this one. Hi, this is Mark with your bank. I've noticed your account's been locked, and I just need your bank credentials to help you get that unlocked. And then you go through a few tips here. Your bank will never call you for personal info. They already yeah. have it. If they say it's urgent, you got to question it, and of course, hang up and and call your bank. Some great tips there. That scam happens all the time, doesn't it? It really does. Unfortunately. It's not hard for scammers to find out what bank you're with and obviously get your phone number. The scary thing is you'll get a phone call. The caller ID might even say the name of your bank, which is something that can be manipulated. And a very legitimate sounding agent will get on the phone and say, hey, we just noticed some suspicious activity. We want to make sure we have your information correct or your, one of your accounts has been compromised. We'd like you to move your money to a new account that we just set up for you so that it doesn't get taken. You know, there's any number of things that they'll come up with, usually coupled with this is an urgent matter. We need you to deal with this right now because otherwise your money might disappear. We've seen this, Neve, happen a lot historically with old people. But now as things move online, I bet you're seeing it with much younger people now. Well, that's why we decided to, to make this sort of PSA series because Younger people, obviously, now much more than ever are familiar with and engaging with their own banking day to day services. You know, everyone has their own bank account. Most, if not all banks now, have an online app. Uh, and Zelle is obviously baked into those apps. And so, yeah, if you, if you don't know this and you get a phone call from your bank, and again, in most cases, young people haven't really had the in person interactions with their bank the way that some of us perhaps used to in, in a more analog time, you know, if someone calls you from your bank and they seem to know enough about you to confirm that you're you, there's an assumption that, Oh, I better give them my information because yeah. um, it's, you know, it's, it's what I'm supposed to do. And so I don't think a lot of people know that that's not what you're supposed to do. In fact, it's the opposite of what you're supposed to do, but it's, if you don't know that, it certainly is an easy trap to fall victim to. This isn't just with banks, though. I recently had a scam nearly perpetrated on me. And once again, praying like you see on Catfish all the time, Neve, praying on something that my wife and I really wanted. We're looking for a, a, a grand piano. 
there was somebody on Craigslist who told us that mm-hmm. they were moving from our area across country and they just, they didn't want to take it anywhere. So it's in beautiful shape. And all I have to do is pay for the shipping and they'll move it. The shipper needed the money today. They wanted me to sell the money today and then they would bring it to me tomorrow. And once they said that they needed me to sell the money today, like, I don't know, I've been at this game long enough to go, yeah, that's, I'm not probably not selling you anything until I see a piano. But, um, but it's sad that it doesn't always involve banks. No. And that's a great example because like something that feels a little too good to be true, but not impossible. Right. I mean, if I were moving and I didn't want to take my piano, but I wanted to see it go to a good home and I was willing to just pay to get it picked up or delivered like that, that's very possible. Um, and there are probably people who would be willing to do that in real life, but you're right. If there's ever a sense of urgency or a need for the money to be transferred right away, that is the first uh, or a very good red flag to look out for. And in that case, whether I'm obviously happy to hear you didn't send any money, um, but whether you did or you didn't, if you have any information on someone who's using Zelle, whether to request money from you or someone you've sent money to who ends up get, scamming you, we urge people to report that to their bank Good. because because then the bank can flag that account and hopefully look into it and re- certainly remove them from the Zelle platform. So even, even if you didn't end up getting scammed, you should still report it because that person and that account can be flagged and hopefully removed to avoid other victims. Yeah. That was my next question was around recourse. Is that really the only recourse we have is to report it? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so when it comes to things like that sort of scams, yes, you should always report it. One of the other things that we're trying to communicate to people is as much as possible, try to keep your interactions on verified platforms. You know, Craigslist is obviously unique because there's no money exchange that takes place inside of Craigslist. But with platforms like Airbnb or VRBO uh, or OfferUp, where you can make the financial exchange in the app or on the platform, we encourage that because what we're seeing is a lot of people present uh, opportunities on the platform. And then once they've engaged with you and they know you want their product or their service, they'll say, oh, well, if you want, we can, you can pay me off the platform. It'll be cheaper. You'll save yourself some fees. Um, we can avoid paying taxes or whatever. And once you leave the platform, you're no longer kind of covered. There's no, there is no recourse. You've elected to send money on yeah. your own accord outside of the sort of potential insurance or reimbursement policy. Yeah. Great advice. Are there any scams you're seeing? You know, the, it, I feel like the, uh, the IRS scam, I'm in trouble with the IRS that that was going around for a while. I haven't had those calls anymore lately very much, right. but is there any hot one that you've seen a lot lately? Well, I think we probably all got phone calls about our car's extended warranty. At yeah, some very point important. I've heard. Very important. Right. And I know people, it must've worked because they did it to enough people. And that that's, unfortunately, that's the game, right? It's, it's not, scamming everyone successfully. It's okay. I'm going to send out a hundred thousand of these emails or make a hundred thousand of these calls. And if I can get 5% of people to engage and send me 50 bucks, that's, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or something. So just a numbers game. You got to Right. It's a numbers game. But yeah, I mean, right now I think vacation rentals because people are looking to travel again. Now they're, they're looking for deals and obviously also the holidays are coming. So there's a lot of uh, sort of online shopping scams, just like you said, you know, people are going to be desperate to get the newest video games. You're going to go on Craigslist to see if you can find a deal. Someone's going to say, yes, I've got it. It's great. It's brand new. It's never been opened. I'll give you a deal and shipping and you can't confirm it, but you want the deal and you want to get that gift for your kid or your brother and, and you'll do it. So you just got to really, really uh, be careful. That's great. Like I'm, I'm imagining Xbox and, you know, cause nobody can yeah, get the exactly. Xbox and PX5. Like these things are probably huge around the holidays. And this is all going to be on your TikTok channel? Well, yeah. So essentially what we're trying to do is create TikToks that address each one a different sort of typical scenario where you might find yourself unsure or yeah. hopefully alarmed at the situation you're in. And obviously also directing people just to the Zelle website because there's a great resource there of, of tips and tricks and things to look out for. So my main goal with this is just to get people talking about it because you're never going to be able to know all the things and be, and have all the tools to protect yourself. But if you're at least aware of the fact that it's, they're out there and, and looking for potentially scam sort of red flags, 
gives you at least the the initial pause to say, wait, wait a second. I heard something about this. This feels a little weird. Let me double check. Let me call my bank and just make sure that this is legit. Or let me ask this person to sort of make the deal back on the website because I don't. I I, I remember I'm not supposed to do it. Like, yeah. so we're just trying to give people yeah, yeah. Th- those initial kind of instincts. No, it's fantastic. We have a TikTok minute on the show where we talk about some of the absolutely horrific money advice that, and sometimes hilariously bad money advice <laughs> on TikTok. So yeah. it is our pleasure, Neve, to direct them to you. We'll direct them to Zell. Go to our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. Uh, question about the show. You and Cami have been such a great duo the last couple of years. What are the two of you working on now for the new catfish season? Uh, well, we're thrilled to just still be doing the show. We were able to film pretty much uh, straight through the pandemic and figured out how to sort of make the show remote. But we're excited to now be back on the road, uh, getting back out uh, to travel and meet people. Cammy's got a great actually new podcast sort of unrelated to, to catfish that she's working on. I've also got the catfish podcast. Uh, so if anyone out there listening wants to sort of dive in, well, yeah, wants to dive into the catfish world, but prefers to do it audio uh, on the, or audibly, that's that a word. Uh, I mean, audibly. they can find the catfish uh, podcast. Um, <laughs> and that's something that I've been enjoying doing a lot. Well, I was looking at the list of celebrities that ran the New York marathon recently. You are one fast dude. My fastest marathon is three forty two. You ran three twenty two. I ran three twenty two, which is not my fastest. My fastest is two fifty eight. Holy crap, um, man! Oh my god! But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like long distance running, and it's something that I I found to be pretty good at. So I uh, yeah, I think I'm actually I'm going to put this out there. This is a scoop for you. I'm going to. I think I'm going to see if I can get Dunkin' Donuts to sponsor a Neve Marathon like series. I want to run all the major U.S. marathons sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts because Dunkin' runs on America runs on Dunkin'. Yes, so I should be running for Dunkin'. A um, friend of mine ran Boston and, uh, and has that T-shirt that Boston runs on Dunkin'. Oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's so, that's fantastic. Anyone listening works at Dunkin' Donuts and wants to sponsor a. Uh, a marathon. He put it out there. Neve, Neve put know. it out there, peeps. Hey, uh, quick thing on that. That was for a good cause, by the way. I saw you were running for a really good cause. Oh, yeah. Team for Kids is uh, yeah. the New York Roadrunners branch that gets city kids sneakers and, and on track uh, gives them a great outlet for both physical exercise, but also uh, potential lifelong sport and potentially, you know, scholarships and all kinds of things. And by the way, as great a job as you did there and as fast as I think you run, I look at you and then we see that Shalane Flanagan was running, was running all Uh, six major marathons in 42 days. How does that make you feel like you're not stepping up, Neve? You got, but you got, you got to go, man. No, there's nothing more humbling than marathon running because people you'd never think who are certainly older than me, smaller than me, uh, you know, you'd walk by them and you wouldn't look twice. They'll just crush you. They'll crush you. I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) it's a very humbling experience to have a, you know, a 55 year old, uh, woman who's five foot two, just sort of blow past you at mile 20. Um, but it's also a great reminder that, and one of the reasons I love long distance running is that it's so much more of a mental conditioning than it is anything physical. So it's a great endurance sport and I look forward to getting better at it. Well, hopefully we helped everybody with their mental conditioning today when it comes to avoiding scams. Thanks to you. And thanks to Zell for putting this together. Once again, we'll link to Neve's TikTok channel and to Zell on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. Nice talking to you, Neve. Thanks for making time for us. I really appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much, Joe. Hi, I'm David Hirsch. And when I'm not hosting the Dad to Dad podcast for the Special Fathers Network, which is a Dad to Dad mentoring program for fathers raising kids with special needs. I'm stacking Benjamins. Man, thanks to Neve for stopping by. OG, no matter what age you are, somebody somebody tells you, hey, why don't you uh, PayPal me that money? Why don't you sell me that money? Venmo. And then I'll give you the thing later. If you don't know who they are. Yeah probably a scam going on. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, nowadays they've got, uh, these places that you can go to police stations, fire departments, whatever they call them, like, you know, the open air pickup spot. So, you know, you're selling me something, you know, uh, from my house and, and, and I'm buying it from you. We can just meet at the police station out front and exchange the things you can, we, you know, we can do the Venmo, we can do the Zelle thing and, 
get our stuff there as opposed to, you know. That's great. And if they don't want to meet at the police station. Yeah. Might might have a problem. Little red flag. Yeah. Can we meet at the crack house instead? I feel a little safer there. Can you throw me some bones? Can you throw me some bones, brah? I can't even say it. <laughs> you can't even I can't it do it. It's like it doesn't even Damn it, I'm officially you. too old. Hey, let's uh let's throw out the Haven Lifeline and tackle some of life's most important questions. Our friends at Haven Life Insurance Agency OG, they put what you value first. Oh, uh definitely Pokeballs. Yo, brah. It's your loved ones and your time, but your loved ones hanging out over a Pokeball? What do you think that does to your uh, blood test there? Like raw fish? Probably fine. It's probably pretty good, I would think. Yeah, yeah. That's why they've created a modern way to buy quality term life insurance. You go to stackybedjamins.com slash havenlife. You'll get a free quote. What's the best gift, OG, that you can give somebody this year? Lots of life insurance. <laughs> lots and lots of life insurance. If I die, you're fine. You're rich. Stackybedjamins.com slash Haven Life. Seriously, get that in order. You're not going to have to wait several weeks for a decision. And of course, they're backed by their parent company, Mass Mutual, more than 160 years old. Today, let's throw out the Haven Lifeline to our friend, Rena. Say hi, Rena. Hello, Joe and OG. This is Rena. I have a question about fees from sale of funds. I'm looking at my Vanguard ETF of a tech fund that has 10 BIPs fees. For example, this year's average annual return before taxes was 29.8%, after tax 29.58%, and the return after taxes on distribution and sale of funds is 17.79%, which is painful. And I was wondering, is there anything we can do to mitigate it and prepare for future sales? Love, love the show. Happy Hanukkah, guys, and Merry Christmas. Thank you. Rena, hope you had a happy Hanukkah as well, and Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Great question, OG. Big difference between what the fun did and what she did. What's going on here? Well, you know, there's a couple of things. Number one, there's the... And she she might be looking at like what she actually did and have calculated all this, or she might be looking at the, like just the website that lists off different returns, you know, before and after taxes. So in an ETF or a mutual fund, you're not in charge of being able to decide when to sell and buy stuff, right? You have a fund manager or a collection of fund managers who decide, okay, today's the day that we add Apple. Today's the day that we sell Apple. And whenever there's that sale, if it's a stock that's gone up, then there's some taxes due. And those taxes flow through to the shareholders. So they kind of account for that. No different than if you were the investor in Apple and turn around and sell it, you're going to pay taxes on it. What fund managers try to do is, uh, when possible, make those long-term gains instead of short-term, which is the difference between a maximum tax rate of 20% right now and a maximum tax rate of 37%. That's going to be unique to you, depending on where you fall in your income taxes, right? Your long-term gain could be zero, and Joe's, because he's super loaded, is probably 20. Um, (laughs) Easy. Shaking the head. So on the website, they have to give you some semblance of, here's what you, you know, here's what it did, but here's what you probably receive, you know, between the gross return and then some assumption of a tax rate. You don't get to control when the fund manager buys or sells their their stocks. And if it's an ETF, there's a couple of times a year where they reconstitute the ETF where they say, okay, this is going to be, you know, if it's an index based product where they're going to say, okay, this is the day that we want to look exactly like the S&P today, or this is the day we want to look exactly like the NASDAQ today or whatever index they're following. And that's going to involve some buying and selling. The benefit of ETFs, of course, is that they can spread that tax rate and it's complicated, but it's a better tax situation than a mutual fund. Let's put it that way. But there's still taxes. The other side of it, which has happened over the last year and a half, which a lot of people are going to get surprised on this year, I think, is that there's a lot of a lot of stock buying and selling going on over the last two years, right? Especially in March of last year and in April of last year. And now those fund managers have held those positions for over a year, and it's getting close to the end of the year. We've made some trades throughout the year as a fund manager, so we got to pass those returns on. And, and just like in your investment portfolio, you're doing 15% or 18% or 20% the last couple of years, those funds have done that too. They just haven't paid taxes on it yet. 
and consolidate all of it and distribute it in one lump sum. So uh, you're going to get a bill from Vanguard or for from whomever that says, hey, by the way, you don't know this, but we made a ton of money for you. And now you owe taxes on it. I've seen seven, eight, nine percent um, numbers being thrown around depending on the funds of here's how much the implied tax return is going to or the tax bill is going to be, you know, for, for next year. So short story, there's nothing you can do to prevent a fund manager and an ETF from selling or buying or deciding to, to capitalize that and then hit you with the tax bill. The thing you can look at is what's called turnover. Turnover is a metric. It's sometimes available on the retail side. Uh, you might have to look it up by Morningstar. They have that information. Turnover is how often is the trading happening? And the lower the turnover, generally speaking, the lower the tax bill is going to be because that fund manager is more of a buy and hold type person. So there's not as much you know, transactions happening. So if I've got two funds and I'm looking at two of them and they're almost identical in every way and one has an 80% turnover, one has an 8% turnover, I'm going to take the one that has eight. If you're outside an IRA. If you're inside an IRA, by oh. the way, Rena, none of this matters. Yeah. Excellent point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you get a way bigger tax bill on the back end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, yeah. You get that downline. But that, yeah, that's a good point. If you're outside of an IRA, it is only when all this matters. Correct. So, you know, taxes are a fact of life, right? Death and taxes, only two certain certainties, they say. And uh, when people get frustrated with taxes, I, I, I get it. I don't like paying them either, but... Um, I would love to have a million dollar tax bill one day. Yeah. That uh, that means that uh, I did something extremely right. And if you have to give back 20% of your profits as your tax for having profit, I would gladly pull the, the one-armed bandit casino hand of life. I don't know if that all fits, but you get the idea. To pull out 80 cents for every dollar that I, that, you know, cha-ching, and I got to give 20 cents and I get to keep 80, I would do that. Um, as fast as I could do it. Yeah. It's a great deal. <laughs> yeah. Our goal is, uh, is to have uh Bill Gates tax bill. Well, I don't think you want to use that one. Is it, isn't his tax bill zero? <laughs> I thought that was, isn't Be- that the whole controversy? I thought it was Bezos. That was Bezos. Wasn't it? Well, I guess allegedly all of them have zero, you know, then, well, whatever. Yes. Yes. Some rich person's tax bill who some pays rich, taxes. Some rich person who actually pays their taxes. We want their tax bill. I want that one. Yes. I'll take Jeff Bezos. I actually have Jeff Bezos' tax bill. Thanks for the question, Rena. If you've got a question for us, head to stackybenjamins.com slash voicemail. And OG and I are happy to help and explain how the system works, which can be frustrating. But also, I think the more you know, right? The more you know. Remember that, NBC? Mm-hmm. The more you know. I do. Yeah. The more you know. So thanks, brah, for hanging out with me today. No problem. Throwing bones. Throw me some, throw me some bones. Let's go get a poke bowl. Talk to me man to man about Talk stocks. to me man to man. What do you think? SPY, go. VTI. All the cool kids are buying it. VTI. Head to stackybenjamins.com slash voicemail if you've got a question for us too. Rena, we're sending some uh, sweet Stacky Benjamin swag your way. Uh, so expect an email from mom's friend Gertrude. Hey, that's going to do for today. Coming up on Wednesday, big, big show on Wednesday because we're talking about a topic we don't get to talk about very often. And I'm super excited because this guy brings the stories. And if you want to hear stories of loss and heartbreak and Oh, all kinds of fighting. It's like a good drama on television, except it involves real families. David Eady here on Wednesday talking about picking the right executor for your estate. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I know when I say picking the right executor for your estate, some people go, oh my God, that sounds boring. You and I know, OG, that's where the action happens. There is a ton of action, and, and David Eady is going to tell you uh, if you are an executor, what to do, what not to do. If you think you, at any point, might be in charge of somebody's estate, what to do, what not to do, and what to expect. And if you're picking somebody to help out with your estate, uh, how to avoid some of those uh, pitfalls. That's on Wednesday of this week. So good stuff. This is also the last call for the Trading Curious if you're somebody that we haven't talked out of trading, you're somebody who is loves to just trade some stocks. You know what? OG and I, we've got sandbox accounts as well, and we 
get frustrated when we hear people, you know, after a few foamy beverages, they uh, just jump on the old Robin Hood and start just wheeling and dealing a few stocks that they know a little bit about. What if you had an actual system? What if you did this in a way that uh, could actually maybe make you some money? Well, uh, Jess from Delta Trading Academy is joining me on Wednesday. I partnered with them for this webinar called Five Trading Myths That We're Going to Dispel. And we'll answer your questions about trading. She'll also uh, introduce you to this concept of having some rules in place, OG, of setting yourself some boundaries and doing things the right way. If you're going to trade or if you're trading curious, if you wonder what trading is all about, you know what? We realize there's some of you that are going to do it no matter what we say about buy and hold. Let's do it the right way. And they've been teaching people trading for 40 years, which is why we wanted to partner with them. All right. uh, That's Wednesday, stackingbenjamins.com slash trading to sign up for that. Stackingbenjamins.com slash trading. That's at 5 p.m. Eastern. Do the math on wherever you are. Uh, All right. I think that's it. Last but not least, if you are looking for better decision-making, maybe having some more bones thrown your way, bruh, talking some uh, stonks with some cool people, OG and his team taking clients. That's the way they talk to all their clients, bruh. Shoot me straight. OG and his team, they sit around going, talk to me like a man. (laughs) That's what they do. Stackybenjamins.com slash OG is their calendar. And uh, you can talk to them about making better decisions in the future by integrating their team into your team for better financial planning. All right. That's going to do it for today. I think, think we got it. All right. Let's do it. Doug, what should we have learned today? So what should we have learned today? First, always listen to your father about investing advice, even if he's using big boy words. Second, think just old people get scammed. Take some advice from Neve Shulman. Anyone can be scammed and robbed through an online scheme, so you always have to be on the lookout, especially on social media. But the big lesson? Never trust a woman who tells you she loves you and that she's making you a catfish for dinner. Not cool, Ma. Not cool. Thanks to Neve Shulman for being with us today. You can find him at neveshulman.com or check out his TikTok videos on getting financially catfished. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2021, and is created by Joe Salcihat. Our producer is Karen Rapine. The show is written by the brilliant Paulette Perhatch with help from Joe and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. Know how I know how brilliant Paulette is? She wrote the words I'm reading right now. While she's not putting awesome words in my mouth, she helps writers power their work and businesses power their words. See how she can help you at thatwriterpaulette.com. After you listen to our show, check out our show notes page and the 201 Deep Dives written by our website manager and blog editor, Brooke Miller. You'll find all things money at the 201, our newsletter, at stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Once we get all of this goodness bottled up, it goes over to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart, who helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to talk about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude is our social media coordinator and room mother in our Facebook group, The Basement. So say hello when you see us posting online. Here's a weird fact. She and Tina Eichenberg are never in the same room at the same time. To join all The Basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, reminding you that the Chipotle truck doesn't carry burritos. Lesson learned.
take a look at this, sir. Ooh la la. Hold on. Hold it up to the camera. It's it's hard to... Yeah, so everybody can see yeah. it. Look at... What, what, Don't want to... What is that? Is that a new mug? Oh, you... Fancy coffee? Cappuccino. Ooh. Wait a minute. Aren't you legally supposed to hold it like this with your pinky out? I think you have to. I can't. It's a heavy mug. <laughs> you got to do some finger exercises. Yes. Okay. So how'd, how'd you get cappuccino at home? I, uh, I bought a new... Uh, an, I bought an espresso machine. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've thought about that, but two things stopped me. Number one is I love paying eight fifty for a coffee, and number two, <laughs> and, then, and number two, it just looks complicated. Like I watch those baristas do that. Is it complicated? It's not bad. In fact, uh, you know, my wife's super mad because um, she's like, "What? What? It's December. Like, why would you buy yourself a th- something? Why would you buy yourself something?" I said, "Well." It's probably not giving it away too much because I don't think anybody on my team listens to this part of the show anyway, but uh, we bought them for everybody on the team. So uh, when we had our little team retreat, everybody was enamored by the fact that that there was um, espresso machines in their hotel room. So I'm like, oh, perfect Christmas gift. We'll get everybody espresso machines. And I got one too, obviously. Duh. Duh. So... Uh, yeah, you know, I'm having fun playing around with it. That is cool. And and so you made a cappuccino. Have you made lattes? Uh, yeah, I don't know the difference. I, Appar- apparently there's a difference. <laughs> like the picture even shows a difference, right. but I'm not. Cafe Americana. Can't. I'm only just listing the stuff that's on the Starbucks board. That's all I'm yeah. doing. I made a, uh, latte, whatever the third one is. I don't know. It's like, it goes like espresso, then latte. I don't even know. It's the third one. It's the one at the very end. The macchiato. one where you put the foam in first. The macchiato. Is that it? I don't know. You put the foam in first. I don't know. I'm just thinking of other stuff that's on the menu. You're just making up words. I don't know any. Yes, we make up a word that sounds Italian. A uh, Josefano. Yeah, my mom was like, make me one. I, but I want to read all the, like, I want to see which uh, espresso flavor I like most. And it's all in Italian. I'm like, okay, go ahead. And she's like, mm, this one looks good. I go, what about it? It excites you the most. Okay. She's like, well, it's in my brown wrapper. So that to me signifies coffee. Good luck with that. (laughs) That's awesome. I got one of those, not nearly as playful, but I just got one of those European coffee makers. The, um, what's the name of it? It starts with a B. Keurig. It's a German. Keurig. That's right. It's so cute. It's so German. I think it's a long U. It's like Keurig. No, it's It's something. it's, it's, It's the one where you put the grounds in the bottom and then the water on top and you put it on the stove. It's it's uh, it starts with a B. Somebody screaming at their Oil device over. right now. Yeah, have you used one of those? And it makes that really rich European coffee. Super good. No. Very low tech. Really neat. My daughter got it for me for for the holidays a couple of years ago. And yeah, uh, French press. We have a French press at home. Yeah. Sometimes we'll bust that out. Yeah. You and I played around with the air press for a long time. You got me one of those. Oh yeah. I still have 753 million filters because filters. they send they send you they're like here's a here's a supply of them you're like how long will this last Lifetime. Like, pretty much until the end of time <laughs> till <laughs> till the second coming good thing <laughs> we'll be using you will have filters until you're good thing good you thing know. those filters are as biodegradable as you and I are you know I think they are though aren't they, they are actually? biodegradable no I wasn't kidding okay, yeah. I'm like thank God they're biodegradable like you and I, I are because. Are. We're all gonna. But that makes a good coffee too. Yeah, it does make a good coffee. Aeropress. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I've got. Uh, I just went back to. Well, after visiting your house, I got the. Um, uh, when we moved back to Texarkana a year ago, I bought the Cuisinart thing like you. Uh, yeah, the like little, you have. little grinder. We put the grinder. Yeah. It's got the grinder on the top, makes coffee. Flipping love it. My favorite yeah. coffee maker I ever had. And frankly, the, the Keurig. The Keurig drove me crazy after a while. The coffee's okay, and those little pods just, you know. Well, the Nespresso has pods too, so oh. I'll see. I'll, I'm hoping that it doesn't wear out. It's welcome. Yeah. yeah, but apparently they're also. But it's a nice start. And what a what a nice gift for the team. That's cool. You're not getting one. <laughs> spoiler. You got to say hashtag spoiler. I'm not on that team. I got. How do I get on this team? That's great. We yeah, can't talk sorry. about because they do listen to the show. What we got our team. Ah, yes. That reminds me. It's pretty, pretty Got to call the guy about the thing. <laughs> I should probably do the thing with the stuff. Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is 
Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.